have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast, and we're here for another special edition of the COVID Compassion Project, where we're talking about ways to really monopolize this time when we're home and everyone's staying safe with social distancing. And today I have Emily Regan with me. Hi. Hey there. Hey. Welcome. And I'm super excited about this topic. So I'm going to dive right in by reading her bio first, and then we're going to jump in on this really exciting topic. Emily Regan is a mom of four. Yep. You heard it. Four kids. (laughs) She is an Air Force wife, digital marketing consultant, and founder of VACrashCourse.com. She has a background in journalism and electronic media. As a scrappy military wife who has moved every two years, Emily has worked in various jobs related to public relations, marketing, sports media relations, journalism, and video production. Finally, her random skill set has come together as a freelancer VA virtual assistant, where she helps creative entrepreneurs take their talents online, grow their social media presence, and build their sales funnels. So that's super exciting because that's what we're (laughs) going to talk about today, right? We're going to talk about, you know, how we can pivot or at least adapt during this time um, as you know, entrepreneurs, as creative professionals, how can we take our businesses online? Because that's where everyone's going. And how can we do it successfully and in a way that feels good and, you know, a way that best serves our audience as well as our businesses. So I'm super excited to have you here. So thanks for hopping on. Yeah, I'm so glad. This is such a passion of mine. I love helping small business owners grow online and share their talents and like you read in the bio, it's it's just so many options out there to help them share their passions with the world. Yeah. Well, and I, I love that you do this kind of work because it's so necessary. It's interesting because in my coaching business, I've, I've seen a massive shift where people are coming to me saying, it just doesn't feel good to sell right now. Yeah. So should I be offering everything for free? And my answer is always a big fat no. <laughs> you should never, ever be offering all the goods away for free, but adapting and adjusting how we create our revenue streams. And, you know, th- we just have to adapt our business. So I really love this topic. And I think it's a, a very important one for all of the mamas out there. You know, we, we talk so much about mamapreneurs and like growing these businesses and having these big dreams. And then something like this happens where, you know, perhaps we weren't prepared for some sort of impact like this on the economy and on our business and on our lives and having kids home from school. And it's a big deal. And I think 
you know, the added stress of having the kids home and the added stress of the unknown. And then here we are like, okay, now what do I have to close down the doors of my business? Like, well, you know, where do you even begin? So that's why you're here. It just hit me yesterday that, oh my goodness, my kids are going to be home 24 seven indefinitely. Yeah. Maybe September. I like, if we're going to be realistic, maybe September, but I don't know. Like life has just really changed here. And I have been lucky that I, you know, helped all my clients get online. And eventually I saw the need for myself to pivot a few years ago. So I feel a little bit ahead of the game, but it doesn't make it any easier right now. Like you said, people are judging you if you're trying to sell something or it just, it's just a weird time. Very weird. And I think there's something powerful about acknowledging that to start, right? It's okay. That it's different because this is a global experience. We're all in this together. And that may sound cliche, but we're literally all in this together, the whole world. So it's okay to not know what you're doing. I mean, I always tell my clients this just as an entrepreneur, period. It's okay to not know what you're doing, (laughs) right? Because we don't, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. It's just the difference between me and other people is I have the courage to try. Yes. I love that about you. (laughs) And I think that's important. You know, everyone always says, oh, you're always up to something and you're, you're such a doer. It's literally the fact that I, you know, I don't actually have male genitalia, but we always (laughs) say like, it's the balls to do it. And that's what it is. Like, I just, I do it because I feel like if I don't at least try, I'm doing my people a disservice. Exactly. It's up to me. And if I fail miserably, that's part of the journey. That's part of the process. Yeah. So it's up to me to try. And I've been the same way. When I first started staying at home with my first you know, kid about 10 years ago, I had to quit my dream job and I needed something to do. And in the span of the last 10 years, I have opened an Etsy shop. I hadn't touched a sewing machine ever. <laughs> I opened a Mary Kay business because my, I was kind of bored and my friends suckered me in. But, you know, I was, there's always something in me that I needed to do something more than just stay at home. Although I was quite happy at home, but I always needed something else. So yeah. I fell into this freelance business, which used my skills and my knowledge. And it was the perfect fit. Like it just kept me happy. But so much of it came from me saying yes, not knowing how and figuring it out. And yeah, that's a, like, that's just a great personality trait to have right now with this like COVID stuff happening because you don't know the answers and you're going to have to just rely on yourself and your ability to be resourceful. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that like people always say, Oh, what's the key to success? Or like, what's the secret sauce? And like, there isn't a key or a secret sauce or a magic pill or a button or anything. It's really just, you know, I had a mentor once say to me, like throw the spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. It's that right? It's just like throwing that spaghetti against the wall. Not everything's going to stick. Not everything's going to be good. Not every program you launch or course you try or thing you do is going to be that thing that, you know, net whatever your goal amount of monetary gain is, it's going to be a lesson. At the very, very least, it's going to be a lesson in what doesn't work. (laughs) And then you try again and then you rinse and repeat and try again and try again until something does stick and you go, ah, and I love how, you know, we, we read in your bio that your random skill sets have finally come together because that's what it is. And I always tell my clients to, 
to write a to-da list instead of a to-do list. It's from an article that I read in New York Times a long time ago. It's about like writing all of the amazing things that you're good at, all of your skills, all like it's essentially writing a resume. I know people, I know coaches that do this too. Like write your resume. How awesome are you? Not to apply for a job, but write it for you so you can celebrate who you are and how far you've come instead of looking at how far you have to go. Yeah. Right. Instead of looking at all the overwhelming stuff that still has to come, all the steps, all the people, all the things that you need to hire and do. And it's, it's a way to like bring the overwhelm down and bring the like excitement up because that's a great place to start. And the secret, honestly, one of the big secrets is to have somebody like you on your team encouraging you because it feels so lonely to be trying things on your own, seeing what's sticking, what sticks. It's discouraging. But if you have somebody who's been ahead of you, who can encourage you and, and, you know, um, nurture you through this process, it's so much easier. And I have kind of had that with some of my clients and some of my clients who have done well because they turned around and encouraged me. It was a little, I didn't have a coach per se, but just having somebody in that world who gets it, I feel like that's the secret that, you know, nobody is talking about. Absolutely. No. And I love that because it's, it's so true. You know, the quote, um, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. Well, right now, the people you spend the most time with is your family. So, you know, social, I don't like the term social distancing. I think it should be physical distancing only because just because we are not allowed to be physically around anyone, I haven't been physically around people in my business like for years, basically since I started my business, it's 100% virtual. All my coaching clients are virtual all other than the in-person events that I host. And, um, it was a big part of my business and one that I actually really enjoyed, but I don't think we need to socially cut ourselves off from people. I think now is the time where we really need to lean into those mentors and, you know, step up our game socially. Who are we letting in? What news are we consuming? who are we following on Instagram? Who are we like surrounding ourselves with? Is it people who are full of fear and panic and like going down the rabbit hole? Or is it people who are really, you know, trying to make something of this? And that's why I wanted to create this series. It's really about like offering that to people, you know, podcasts are free. (laughs) These videos, they're going to be free to my community. So it's, it's really about, you know, you, you have a choice. You can choose what you put in here in your brain. Mm-hmm. And you can choose what you put in front of your eyes and what you look at and what you consume. You, those are all choices. And I really strongly believe that we, we can choose to surround ourselves right now with inspiring people, with motivated people, with people who are movers and shakers and doing big things instead of sitting there going, oh, yeah. what's happening now? Because it is a, real. I'm not discrediting the fear and the panic and the unknown and you know the what ifs. but we do have a choice. So tell us some of your, you know, first tell us a little bit about you because I'm sorry, mom of four, (laughs) (laughs) military wife. These are like real things, you know, like let's, let's hear a bit about you. I want to be honest with you for a second. So all the whole podcast, of course, (laughs) but we have been married 17 years. I have been, you know, together with him longer than that. A long distance was a big part of our relationship. I counted because I, I, I want to count. I, we have moved 11 times in 18 oh years. Crazy. And 
we got really lucky. We moved to DC this summer. And before that, we were somewhere for three years. And that was amazing. But you know how we got there for three years? He was gone for a year. So not only that, I just got through this like a year alone with kids and no family. But that's like probably a whole nother story. But my whole, my thing is life doesn't feel that much different for me. I am used to moving, keeping my friends virtually and having those relationships virtually. And I probably struggle more to find the connections in person when you're moving all the time. And for a while there, there was a sweet spot with little kids when it made it easy because you go to the playground, you meet other moms and you're desperate for play dates and you're like, dating other moms to figure out who you're going to be a good fit with. But once kid three and four came, I was kind of a recluse. Yes. <laughs> it got hard. It got, it just got hard. Plus we were in, you know, Florida was so freaking hot all the time, but um, it just got hard to be in public with four. And I've never been that mom that's like, I won't travel just because I have kids or whatever, but it got hard. My husband was gone all the time by myself. It would drain me. I had a side business, but so this like shutdown like social distancing thing, it doesn't feel distant to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have to make efforts to meet up with people in person. Granted, we've, all, we've been living here for nine months now. I really have no excuses, but I am good at the social, the, the virtual social relationship. So for me, not that much has changed, but it's always been like that. I was thinking about when I was in high school and I moved, you know, my senior year and I was AOL instant messaging my old friends all the time. Like, you know, this has been a part of, you know, growing up for me, but I don't know. I don't know why I'm telling you that. It's just kind of like normal life when you're, when you're in the military, you're not used to being in control. You're used to kind of having to be self-sufficient and independent. And this time is not so scary to me. Yeah. I just have to, I feel guilty saying that, but it's kind of like a much needed family time. My husband's been gone so much that we're enjoying it now that he's working from home. I see that not as something to feel guilty about, but it's, it's all about perspective, right? And yes. I tell this to a lot of our community. It's how we choose to view this time. It's yeah. inevitable what's happening. We cannot control it. We have no choice or no control over it. So we yes. can choose to you know, panic and stress and bring negativity into our homes and our emotions and our bodies, or we can choose to see it as a gift to see yeah. it as, you know, quality time with family, you know, a time to build virtual relationships, a time to get healthy, a time to declutter our home. And, you know, that's not pressure to be perfect. It's, yeah. it's not about pressure. It's just about choice. You know, it's some days I don't feel like getting out of bed. You know, I'm human. We're all human, but I do. I get out of bed, I brush my teeth, I drink some water, you know, I comb my hair and I get up and I do it. So well, you're ahead of me today. <laughs> <laughs> I do my best to do it always. Um, so tell us a little bit about how, you know, you built your business and how it all came to fruition. And then maybe some tips on, you know, pivoting during this time for maybe moms who you know, just started a business or, you know, we're really looking forward to starting a business and then this happened or, you know, all of those. So you were talking about perspective. So I want to switch this perspective in your business to be a time of growing and putting yourself out there. And if you don't have the digital products ready, if you don't have the membership sites and all this like fancy sales funnel, this is a great time to show up on social media 
and build your no like trust factor, get seen, get good content out there and don't let this stop you first of all. So I started working online seriously about six, seven years ago. I uh, stumbled on a client who needed help with something and I volunteered. And next thing I know, I'm working with Jennifer Allwood for about six years. And I was taking on other clients and I had so much fun helping other clients build their online presence and come up with digital products and fix their websites. And I was just kind of doing all of it. Not so much the admin part, but they kept calling me their VA. I did not know what that was. I thought it was Veterans Affairs. And like I didn't know, I, but I was so much more than a VA. I was doing like the sidekick stuff. I was yes. like in the strategy. I was coming up with ideas for email, you know, campaigns or lead magnets and whatever. So what I later started calling myself was a unicorn because I could kind of do it all. Like all these random jobs I had and knowledge and it kind of came together and it was a really happy, happy place for me. And once I had my fourth kid, I realized... I needed to step it up. I was going to wait till she was in kindergarten to like have an agency and really like go all in. And I thought, I can't wait. Like the time is now. I just need to jump in on it. And I have a bunch of clients that I just do all random things for. And a lot of it is helping them put their talent online. And a lot of it is digitally. Like they're tired. They come to me tired of working one-on-one. They're burnout. They are doing, like a lot of them are furniture painters, like because I started with Jennifer Allwood. So that kind of happened. So we're teaching them how to get online and have different revenue streams. And that is like the beauty of being online is there's different options. It's very dynamic and you can pick what works for you. Not everybody needs to be a blogger. You know, not everybody needs to have a membership site. So I've kind of had my hands in a lot of different online businesses helping them grow. So I could go over if you want, like the different revenue streams or, um, five things I did to help some of my furniture painters. Like, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, I think we will do that in just a sec. I have to, okay. these, these guys, I'm going to pause the recording just for a second. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd love to hear, you know, it's amazing. We just heard how you sort of started and, and got into the online space. And I, I love that so often it's not a fluke, because I don't believe in flukes or coincidences or any of those. It's like, that's your path and you're following your path. And it's like leaning into those nudges, those soul nudges, and like really going for what you feel you're meant to do. But for people who are in a position right now where they're like, oh man, like, I don't even know how to change what I'm doing currently to make this work online. You know, what are some, I guess, options? for those people who are, you know, in the midst of a pivot or, you know, the massive change in their business into the online space. So you said a lot of your listeners are service providers. So I'm going to imagine them doing a lot of like one-on-one work for people and really giving their creative talent away. And are they doing it in person? Are they doing it in their community? Are they Are they already doing it online? Yeah, I think I think there's a combination. I think okay. some people, you know, I I believe in the last few years we've moved more to the online space, yeah. especially in like the coaching world and that kind of thing, but um it's more about I think pivoting with pricing and that kind of stuff because people, yeah. you know, co- coaches are expensive and so they yeah. should be. It's a lot of energy and a lot of value that we offer people, but 
I think it's people are steering away from investing that heavily in themselves right now because mm-hmm. of the kids being home, because of not having the mental bandwidth, the capacity to do so. So just some options for people who are kind of going, Ooh, what do I do? <laughs> like, or who are yeah. feeling that like stickiness of the, the inevitable changes that are happening. Well, there's different ways to bring income online and you don't need to feel guilty about it because this has been going on for a while now. And just because things have slowed down with COVID doesn't mean that you can't continue. And one of the ways that is like, I don't want to say easy, but one of the ways you can offer your talent online is to have a digital product, to write that ebook or to have a course or a live training or something where you teach people what you know and what you do. Now, the pricing of that is going to be you know, up to you. And if you have a small following, it's going to be harder to get people in there and, and trust you and wanting to like build your sales funnel from zero, but get in there and offer something decent and get some experience and get people's feedback and see what they like and get their testimonials and try it. You will be surprised if you were on your Facebook page. This is what a lot of coaches teach too, is just go on there and say, I have three openings this month who wants to sign up and see what people are asking you for. And don't go in with a plan, which is really hard for people. But you know, um, it could, you could think that people are going to come to you wanting one thing and they might actually be off asking for another. So before you build out this whole sales funnel of all these products and membership sites and whatever, you need to figure out what people really want. So I think the best way is to start offering that service online, one-on-one. And you can set up a PayPal page. You could you could give you can give a discount. You could give three, you know, consulting sessions for ninety nine dollars. I mean, you'll have to play with the pricing and figure out what's right. But that's I think the best way to get your foot in the door into the online space. And, yeah. and then from there, you can think about what people are asking. From there, the sales funnels grow to digital um, products and coaching groups and whatnot. But that can just open a flood like a floodgate right there for you. But there's other ways to make money online. And a big one right now is uh, affiliate marketing. And I'm going to assume your, your podcast listeners know what that is, but that's when you make money off of recommendations and referrals. And there's a whole world out there of people doing that. And that doesn't have to be salesy and greedy, and greedy and whatnot, because you're offering things you actually like, use and recommend. You're not selling out. You're not getting paid a million dollars like Kim Kardashian to promote a product that you don't really believe in. It's not like that, but a lot of my DIY furniture painters, they have their top, you know, shellac in their top brushes and primers and things that they use and recommend. And they have experience and they have value in those recommendations because they've worked with these products. They know what's good. So signing up to be an Amazon affiliate, I think is a really good start. Yeah, have are you one by any chance? Have you signed up for that? Yes, yes. yes. You can. And I also YGT Mama also has an affiliate program as well. So oh, cool! Know, all of our programs, our books, everything that we launch, we have um, like a handful of of our Prime members are affiliates, and they oh, that's awesome! You know, share the products and services that they love too. So I think it's it's a great way to build community. I think it's yeah. a great way to share things that you love without sort of the stigmas that come along with, you know, some of the yeah. network marketing brands and other things, which I have absolutely nothing against. I, 
I was a network marketer myself for five years. Uh, I built a massive team. I, you know, I, you you mentioned Mary Kay earlier. Like (laughs) I have no issues with that sort of business model at all, but I do feel like, you know, now might not be the right time to start (laughs) something like that. But affiliates is just an easy way, you know, because it's true. Like there's a variety of products, you know, if you want to do paint and nutrition supplements and this and that, like it's whatever you personally love. Most companies, most of the bigger companies, especially have an affiliate program to offer. So, and I know you've been on Facebook and people will say, Hey, I'm looking for recommendation. What kind of blender should I use? I mean, I love my blend tech blender. I'm not an affiliate for it right now, but (laughs) I should probably think about that because I am so passionate about that sucker because whatever we registered for 20 years ago, her wedding was a POS. <laughs> so I, you know, like true recommendations from the heart are so valuable. Some of us don't like to shop. We don't like you taking the time to curate anything can help us out. And I actually bought something this weekend because of the coronavirus. I am at home and I am cooking more. I don't have to like run around in the car and pick up kids. There's no sports in the evening. I'm cooking more. Therefore, I'm chopping more. I finally you clicked on an affiliate link from one of my clients who was recommending a knife. I finally upgraded to a good knife. And so Corona hasn't stopped me. It's just made me think about the things that are essential to me. What do I finally want to upgrade? What do I finally want to invest in? And for me, that was cooking. So exactly, Corona yeah. has like lifted this part of my life, which is uh, funny because <laughs> I it was after my husband was gone for a year. I'm like I hated cooking. I think we had chicken nuggets all of the time because I it's not fun cooking for one person and four kids who are picky. But yeah, anyway, so that absolutely. was just an example of uh, affiliate marketing. That was a thirty dollar knife. She probably made what is Amazon four four percent right now, three percent. It's not so. a lot. It's not a lot, but it adds up as you build your reputation and your online uh, just presence people start to trust you and you you don't want to be throwing it out there every day. You know, you don't want to be like trying to sell every day, but when you come with a product, people will be ready and they'll be listening because they trust you. So that affiliate marketing is a good one. Yeah. And I think right now to your point, you know, people are, they're home. So Mm -hmm. nobody's shopping. So everyone's shopping online and we're engaging in things that maybe we didn't have time for before, like reading or people are buying books. Right. People are taking online courses, like small Mm -hmm. ticket items. They're taking online courses. So become an affiliate for um, different programs that sell courses and, you know, things that you've really enjoyed. And that, so I I think affiliate is a no brainer. Um, You know, I definitely, so what are some other options do you think for, for people to take it online? I love the sort of small ticket, you know, service offerings because we're all in the midst of pivoting and figuring out what still works for people and Mm -hmm. adjusting. I mean, for me personally, you know, I'm offering smaller sessions with people to work on, you know, how to, to pivot your perspective. Cause for me, it's not just about business. It's not just about money. It's not, it's like, how can you work on your mindset during this time? Because that the real piece because it all stems from there. So I'm working with a lot of clients at a lower rate than I normally would okay. to help them through that. Um, so what are some other ideas? Well, I have a couple. So first I see a lot of uh, retailers or people who have some kind of physical products. They 
getting their Facebook shops going, getting their Insta shops going, like really pushing the social media, like using this downtime to get all of those products online. And um, so I do work with some, you know, retailers and brick and mortars in that regard. And this is a great time for them to finally do that. Like they always talk about doing that or getting a Shopify site and whatnot. Um, I also see the online world exploding. So a lot of my students are finding their niche and getting hired, doing their um, digital like skills online. Like I have people who have who have experience in PR and press releases or um, working on websites and whatnot. And their their request for hire, I mean, like they're not stopping. Like they are yeah. in hot demand right now. One guy I know is a a website designer, and he's his work is up a thousand percent right now. So that type of work is that like, again, it's like that thing we've been meaning to do that we're finally finding time to do, like revamp a website, rewrite a sales page, rewrite our emails, really like hone down on social media and like get it scheduled. You know, like all of that dream world business stuff is happening. And um, I, I don't know how to speak to pricing, to be honest. Like I have not changed my prices. I am doing less client work, but I see my my students are starting and they're not starting with absurd high rates. They're trying to be reasonable and help the small business owner out. They know that they can't like afford this like $45 an hour VA at, at this point, but just to get their foot in the door and get the experience, they, they're offering very reasonable rates right now because they see how yeah. competitive it's getting and what a prime time it is. So yeah. Um, yeah. What I always tell my clients too is that your pricing doesn't have to be this like massively thought out thing. It really comes, it starts with service. What do you offer? What problem are you solving? Who are you helping and who are you serving? And are you showing up as that person of service? Because if that's the case, then the money shouldn't be, it should be a secondary thought because that person who's hiring you is willing to pay whatever they can to utilize your services because of what your offer is. So I think the most important thing is building that like can't live without service that you provide so that it doesn't matter what the price is, right? It's really yeah. about like almost what people can pay, right? It's like yeah. what, what, do, what it breaks down to is like, what can you afford? And then, you know, there is some room for negotiation right now because you know, if somebody wants to work with you bad enough, they are still willing to invest to make those pivots and shifts in their own business. And, you know, if, if you're providing something that they can't live without, and then you can adjust accordingly when it comes to that. So that's something that I've been seeing a lot in my own personal business and the business of my clients is just sort of like adjusting on the fly to help people. It's like, how can I serve? How can I show up for you? How can I help you right now? And what is that worth? for you. And having those conversations and actually yeah. l- listening, you have to ask and then you have to listen to the answer. You can't just jump out and, you know, offer whatever you want and price it whatever you think. You have to do that market research initially to be successful. Absolutely. People like to So, I wanted stuff. to ask you cuz I know like your your jam is um online courses, which I think is awesome <laughs> because that's definitely one way to sort of pivot and adjust right now is to offer your thing, whatever your core values are, whatever your jam is, whatever your expertise is, you know, instead of doing solely one-on-one client work and with high ticket clients, 
you know, how can you take that same information without just giving it away to people Mm -hmm. for free? Um, You know, I'm all about free information because that's why I have a podcast. That's why I do this. But at the same time, you can't give away everything because that's your, that's what you built. That's what you've, you know, designed and created. And it's, it's worth something. It's, you know, you're worth something. So it's worth charging. But I think an online course is a great way to take all of your skills and information and put it into something that you're offering people because people are willing to invest in, in education right now. They want to better themselves. They just, they know that they can't afford to invest in like a one-on-one coach or maybe a mastermind program or something like that because of the cost and the time commitment involved. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to people who are, you know, wanting to start a course and, you know, the fears I see for people are the tech, always the tech. Um, what if nobody buys it? So fear. Um, and you know, what if I actually don't have anything to say or if my expertise or like the market saturated or whatever that is. So what do you say to people who come to you saying like, I want to start an online course? Well, these are such good questions. So right now, my sister, I am so lucky for the first time in my entire military career, I live down the street from my sister. So it's amazing. And I'm near my nephews and it's great, but she teaches, she, she teaches NFP, natural family planning. And we, I have been talking to her for years. Like you need to get online. You need to get online. So she meets one-on-one with her clients, teaches them how to track their cycle and whatnot. I finally got her during this downtime to buy Teachable, which is amazing. They had a big sale and she's just going to jump in and do it now. Like now is the time now more than ever. She's about to have a, a baby and now more than ever, she needs her time to be freed up. And of course, gives her that ability to offer her services to as many people as possible. And there's so many people who want to learn from her. She's a pro at what she knows. It's such a weird niche field that, you know, she struggles with that. There is competition. There are other people who do it, but she is so educated in her way and she teaches in her style that it's only, it's, I don't even know how I'm trying to say this here. Like people are, they're going to like want to be with her and learn from her because of who she is and how she teaches. They'll choose to be with somebody else. And that's their decision. If they like that person better, she has something to offer. It's different than everybody else. Choosing a coach, right? It's not, you, you can't be everyone's cup of tea. Exactly. Not possible. You know, there's different personalities and styles and teachings and ways of absorbing. And so, you know, the second I let go of the idea that I wasn't for, that I was for everyone was the second my business took off because I had to realize like, there's going to be bad reviews. There's going to be people who don't like what I have to say. There's going to be people who disagree with me always. And that's okay. (laughs) Right. That is okay. And we all have something different to offer what I teach. I teach digital media unicorn VAs way different than the admin VA courses you see there. And I kind of had to let that go. Like, okay, that's not me. I don't want to be that. This is what I teach. And for my sister, she does like the Creighton model, but she, I think she's going to ditch the Creighton model and she incorporates nutrition. Like she has her own thing and her own package and her own way to serve people. So we are going to try to get her online and just get an introductory course out there. Like um, if you are an Amy Porterfield fan, you would probably call it a workshop course, just something like to get people educated and interested and wanting more. 
And there's something that happens when people pay for something, they get skin in the game, they have accountability. And this could weed out, this could be like a gateway for her to weed out the clients who are serious because she doesn't need to waste her time with the clients who aren't, who do the, the one session with her and never come back because they decide it's not for them. Now that she has a baby on the way and two other kids at home and COVID-19 <laughs> and no babysitters, like she needs to be yeah. very, very uh, careful and guard her time and work with the clients who are serious, who are going to go through the transformation, who will give her success. I mean, she wants success and testimonies and she wants people who are going to just be fun to work with because they're committed. So yeah. that course gives her like all of that, all three of those questions you answered all in one little package. And it's going to be a lot of work. It doesn't happen overnight. It won't sell overnight. Like meanwhile, she needs to be working on her, her brand presence and telling people what she's doing and trying to grow an email list and showing up on social media, but get it going, get that little baby going and you can work on things step by step. Like it won't yeah. happen overnight, but at least get that like nugget of information that like that course going and like, what do you say? Like give birth yeah. to your, um, what do you call brain it? Baby. Your, yeah. Your brain baby, get it out yeah. there because it's, it is overwhelming to be working on everything at once. But I think once yes. you have the offer and you've put this work into that offer, the rest will come naturally to you. You'll be able to promote it and you'll feel good about what you're doing. Exactly. Well, and something you mentioned earlier about feedback. It's the same yeah. with digital products, right? It's like, you don't know until you get feedback what needs to yeah. change. So if you just never launch it because you're waiting for the perfect moment or the perfect yeah. like idea to pop into your head, it's never going to show up because yeah. you need feedback. Feedback yes. is, is energy. It's how you, how you come to conclusions for things. And without it, you know, even if you offer it at such a low price for the first 25 people, then mm-hmm. you have 25 people that can do testimonials that can talk, yeah. give you like legit feedback, have a form that they have to fill out a survey at the end. You know, what would you improve? What would you change? What do you wish was there? You know, ask the hard questions, you know, to get that actual feedback and, you know, don't let it disappoint you. Take it as a lesson instead of taking it as a jab. Yeah. And then apply that and improve it because yes. that's how you, that's how you build the trust. That's how you build the credibility. You know, the authority in your industry as a thought leader is by getting that feedback and taking it and really running with the feedback. Yeah. And yeah. you need that, the social proof, you need the testimonies, even if it's yes. somebody talking about your teaching style in a one-on-one yeah. session, you need people who can, um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, recommend you and yeah. prove that you're real and you do the work. Exactly. So when because I launched, it is, it is hard, right? There's a lot of scammy stuff oh, out there and yeah. it's hard. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of like everybody doing everything and ads and like, it, it's hard to navigate through yeah. all of the noise for sure. So I went from being a nobody from being on behind the scenes on teams. Like I didn't promote myself at all. I didn't have an email list. And I started with my course, I just, I started a Facebook group because I felt safe and secure for me to talk to people and tell them what I'm doing. And at this point, I'm like, I have so many clients. I want my smart friends to get some of this work because some moms just wanted some part-time work, right? They didn't want to go back full time. And I had some people in mind. I started a Facebook group. And when I launched my course, I was going into surgery. (laughs) I didn't have the course done. My husband was deployed. 
And I, uh, I just did it. I just did it. And I said, Hey, I have about three weeks done walk through, join and walk through. And I, I offered it ridiculously low and some people just trusted me and jumped on and like the tech part of it. And I am techie was crap. (laughs) Like I had to go back and fix it later. And I learned lessons, but that was okay because the content was still kind of coming out of me and I needed to hear from them what they liked and what they didn't like. And so I went through a round of that and they call that a beta and you can call it a beta because it doesn't have to be perfect. And if you just own the fact that it's going to be a little bit messy and it's okay, like this is like industry standard right now to not have it perfect with that first course. And then from there you get it better and better and you refine it. And then eventually I figured out the best recording solution for me. And there are tech solutions out there that make it easy. Like you said, you use Kajabi. I think that's, I went straight to Kajabi because I I didn't want to be going back and fixing things like I do for clients all the time, like moving things over and redoing it. I just went straight to the best one. My sister chose Teachable because it was affordable and they had a sale, but there's tons of other options on there that can make your course or, you know, your workshop look pretty and professional. <laughs> so don't let the tech stop yeah, you. Well, and even, well, and even, you know, it's funny because there's courses on building courses and there's <laughs> courses on the tech for courses. And yeah. so, you know, finding, finding the right information, you know, I always love Rachel Hollis because she says like, you know, she became as successful as she is with nothing but a Google search bar. Yeah. Now, Google, again, is like an overwhelming rabbit hole of, of noise and contradicting information. But if you find the right information, if you find things that work for you and just progress over perfection, just let it go, just try, try, because you're never going to regret trying. You're going to regret not trying because we're given that time and that space and that energy right now to give it a go. So thank you so much for all this. This is great information. And I hope that our listeners can apply some of it to their business. And, but if they want to find you, if they want to come track you down, where's the best place for them to, to see you. So I'm having the most fun on Instagram. I'm Emily Reagan PR. So R E A G A N P R. And we can connect over there. I am building a lot of Legos with my kids during quarantine and documenting it because I'm a nerd and I'd like to get things done. And so we could have some quarantine fun together <laughs> over on Instagram. Sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your knowledge and, and information with all of us. And yeah, I can't wait. I'll put everything in the show notes and in this thread here, all of your information. So our listeners and viewers can track you down. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for being here. All right. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun.